welcome to The REIT Report. I'm your host, Sarah borson Quito. One of the bright spots in the retail sector during the pandemic has been critical or necessity retail. My guest today, Michael Weil, CEO of American Finance Trust, is here to explain why that's such an attractive corner of the market and what conditions are like on the ground. Michael, thanks for joining me today. Well, Sarah, thank you. It's nice to be here with you. So, first of all, can you talk a bit about the evolution of American Finance Trust over the past few years, from its listing on NASDAQ in 2018 to the new just last month of your proposed $1.3 billion acquisition of necessity-based shopping center assets? Yeah, I'd be happy to. Um, so, as you said, we, we listed the company in 2018 on NASDAQ. Uh, the company is um, called American Finance Trust, and, and one of the things that we're pretty excited about with this recently announced acquisition is we're going to be changing the name of the company to the Necessity Retail REIT. Its ticker will change to RTL, um, and we did that because over the years, we've had a very defined focus on acquiring Necessity Retail in the portfolio, both single tenant and multi-tenant in the form of open air shopping centers. We think it's an incredibly viable, strong asset class, and it creates a, a portfolio that has terrific underlying strength. So over the, over the last four or five years, as we've continued on this focus of necessity retail, the company has grown from about $3.4 billion of assets to what we're projecting to be $5.1 billion of total assets. Uh, again, the focus really on necessity retail, a great footprint across the country. Um, we'll talk about that in, in more detail, but just a, a well-positioned portfolio that really takes advantage of an asset class that we We've seen test it like never before coming through this pandemic, really serving the needs of the American consumers. Foot traffic is up. The store sales are, are really um, showing strength and, and resilience. So it's just an exciting time, not only for our company, but also for the retail sector as a whole. So how competitive would you say the market is right now for necessity retail assets? Are you seeing elevated prices? Where's demand coming from? And have you actually seen any dislocation in the market? It's a very interesting question. And as a career real estate executive, we've been buying real estate in all types of cycles over many, many years. There are points in a cycle where maybe you don't necessarily want to be as active in the acquisitions, or maybe it's a uh, change in focus. Pivoting, as we've done primarily over the last five years, we were buying all single tenant net lease retail, freestanding. Uh, we saw terrific opportunities there. Again, sticking with that necessity retail focus. Our tagline is where America shops. So what we've found is brick and mortar continues to just be a, a critical part, almost becoming what many refer to as the last mile in retail. Over the last Six to 12 months, we've started to see a lot more activity in the single tenant side of the retail spectrum, which has given us the opportunity because we're a, a, a dual-focused platform. This gave us a, a, a great reason um, to really look hard at the open-air shopping centers. Um, these are critically located in strong suburban markets across America. Our footprint is pretty heavily weighted towards the Sunbelt 
again, an area of the country where we have strong demographics, a lot of population stability and increase as people have relocated to the Sun Belt, which again makes these retail centers even more valuable because they provide the goods and services that the suburban communities need. So we'll take that opportunity, Sarah, opportunistically acquire both single tenant and open air multi-tenant shopping centers as we see opportunities. We have a, a terrific network of commercial brokers that we work with that are always bringing us very interesting and and competitive deals. We work with a lot of developers um, who are looking to build and sell and in an off-market transaction that can be very interesting. And then, of course, uh, we've always participated in a very active sale leaseback market where a company may no longer want to own their real estate, but instead sell it and lease it back on a long-term basis so that they can use that capital in their primary business, not having it tied up in real estate. And of course, we as a a real estate company are, are very inclined to underwrite, evaluate, and potentially acquire that real estate that they're selling. Can you talk a bit about the range of tenants within your portfolio, how they see prospects for 2022, and whether you expect to see any changes in the tenant composition going forward? Um, It's actually another very interesting thing that's come into focus as we have been in this terrible period of, of the pandemic for the last two years. And I say this just as we're talking about our company, because the pandemic has obviously been a terrible experience. But from the focus of retail, um, it's really highlighted the strength of brick and mortar retail. Our primary tenants are national retailers. They have large footprints and they have seen the development of their model to now incorporate brick and mortar in conjunction with e-commerce. Brick and mortar has uh, remained very relevant and valuable. And as I said earlier, it is that last mile in consumer purchase process. Uh, From inventory to when it gets into the consumer's hands, brick and mortar continues to play an incredibly important part of that. There have been some some great studies over the last couple of years. Uh, Many may know Deborah uh, Weinzig. She's the founder of CoreSight Research. Um, She's been very vocal and in a recent Bloomberg article was very clear that in her words, I've never seen the opportunity ahead for retail as big as it is now. And um, ICSC completed a survey not too long ago, which surprised many. 62% of online orders are actually fulfilled at brick-and-mortar stores, exemplifying the strong and continued need for physical stores. So, again, we think that we've identified a sector of the retail market, necessity retail specifically, that's going to continue to do well in 2022 and beyond. Our leading retailers, companies like Dick's Sporting Goods, Ulta, Dollar General, Grocery tenants like Publix, Walmart, Aldi's, Stop and Shop, HEB, they just continue to do well. They continue to provide services. They were able to continue to operate during the worst times of 2020 and 2021. They're open. 
And again, I think the communities that they're located in appreciate what it is that they do, what the service or goods are that they provide. As I think about our company, we've also uh, really identified a, a focus for gas and convenience stores, quick service restaurants, also known, of course, as fast food, auto repair companies like Advanced Auto, AutoZone, and O'Reilly. You know, these are companies that provide a service. If you're working on your car on a Saturday and realize you need a part, you can't just go to the internet and order it and wait a couple of days. So you go to the brick and mortar store and you talk to somebody who who knows cars and identifies the part uh, and you walk out of the store and you go and complete your repair. So again, there's no substitute for brick and mortar. Um, it just plays such an important part in the overall economy. A couple of last points, Sarah. Our top 10 tenants in the company are primarily publicly traded companies with a market cap of over $500 billion. So not only do we evaluate the goods and services that they provide, we look to the financial strength of the company that's guaranteeing the lease. The top 10 tenants are about 65% investment grade rated, long-term leases. So it creates a very stable portfolio for our shareholders to, to get comfortable with, as we know and expect that these tenants are going to be able to operate from the stores for the, the full term of their lease. And talking about leases, what does the landscape look like for the coming year? And are you seeing smaller retailers active in the market looking for space? We have come through and into 2022 um, with very successful leasing efforts in our portfolio, and we have every reason to believe that that will continue into 2022 and beyond. First, I'll, I'll just start with the fact that you have to be a good landlord. You have to run your real estate in an efficient, positive way because the, the brick and mortar stores are one of the most important aspects of a retailer's client or customer facing images. Um, they want to know that it's a safe shopping center, a clean shopping center, that it's well taken care of and maintained. So we have a very active asset management platform at Necessity Retail REIT. We continue to work very closely with our tenants. And what we've been able to enjoy is some of those tenants that I mentioned earlier, the grocery anchored tenants, the, the tenants like Dick's Sporting Goods or uh, any number of, of national brands, we already have relationships with them. They may already be in four or five of our shopping centers or in a, in a portfolio of our single tenant properties that we own. And when they're looking to expand, they like to work with, with landlords that they know that they have a relationship with. So that's been, been a great benefit for us. We continued um, to have great success in not only our new leasing efforts, but our lease renewals, which is just as important because that's the underlying stability in the portfolio. We continue to be very active both on the new leasing and the renewal leasing. We're finding that rental rates are holding very stable. We've been able to have the successful renewals at market rents that were very much in line with the expiring rent. So again, really good economics for the overall portfolio. No downtime, no significant reconfiguration of space. When you're able to keep a tenant in place like that, um, it's very valuable for the tenant because their customers are in the habit of shopping there. 
I mean, it's good for the company, for us, because we don't have any downtime and we maintain a, a great relationship with a very strong national tenant. Now, to your question about the smaller retailers, that's one of the great things about suburban open air shopping centers that are in our portfolio. Um, we look to the strong anchor tenants in the shopping centers. They're, they're the, the reason that people go to that shopping center, whether it's for groceries or for apparel or whatever it may be. But if we can have great local retailers in line with those anchor tenants, it's much more convenient for the shopper. They're able to complete a number of the items on their to-do list after they grocery shop. Maybe they, they're they able to take care of dry cleaning or healthcare or um, any number of different shopping requirements. So what we found is the tenant mix is really critical to having a great shopping center. And that's why we're so proud of our asset management team and how we look at the overall portfolio. The properties that we're buying from CIM in this newly announced deal, these are, are very well-run open-air shopping centers. So it fits with our strategy. We already have the, the systems and people in place to continue to operate them. And frankly, one of the m more exciting things about the CIM portfolio is it increases our exposure to grocery anchored shopping centers. Uh, it'll make up 22% of our shopping center straight line rent. And it's evident to everyone why grocery anchored uh, is such an attractive asset class. There's no doubt people continue to prefer going to the grocery store to pick their, their groceries. So we see a broad mix. We see the national tenants. We see the local tenants. We're, we're thrilled to have them all because they, they create a very complementary shopping center. Great. Now, is there anything about the company and current market trends that you feel that we haven't touched on? You know, one thing I always like to just touch on, Sarah, and, and I think it, it's apparent from the previous comments, retail shopping is really a, a social activity. Um, and it's something that America has participated in for many, many decades. As I said, our focus remains on strong suburban markets uh, throughout the country and necessity retail real estate will continue to play an important role in those communities. We're, we're really excited about the company and the direction that we've gone. We have an extremely clear focus on necessity retail. We've picked up great scale with this acquisition that'll be closing in the first quarter. And we're really well positioned for 2022 and, and the upcoming years. So, you know, it's a, it's an exciting time for the company. We look forward to the name change. There's nothing more valuable than, than calling the company what it is. So identifying as the necessity retail REIT is going to be a, a, a powerful message for us. We are where America shops. And Michael, if I can just squeeze in one more question. Um, what advice would you give to young professionals seeking to advance their career in commercial real estate today? That's a great question. First, I would say congratulations for being in a great field. Commercial real estate has been a terrific career path for me, something that I'm very passionate about. As I think back on my career, um, I would say uh, one of the more important things is find a mentor, whether it's at your company or just someone that you know, a family friend or, or someone that you've been introduced to. Most of us that are at the you know the, the later years of our career, I know for myself, I have an appreciation 
for for the industry, for the people that have helped me in my career. So it's frankly an honor when somebody asks you to help mentor them or, or just be a, a, a resource for them. I think also, you know, identify the type of real estate that you're most interested in. Because real estate is such a, a large asset class, whether it's residential, whether it's commercial, and then break it down from there. Is it multifamily? Is it retail? Um, and try to direct your career into the area that you love most. Um, I know a lot of people that are in real estate finance and have terrific success in their careers and and and, and have loved it. So learn as many aspects about the business as you can. Spend some time underwriting, looking at finance, getting involved in asset management or acquisitions. And then I've just seen people enjoy the most success when they find what, what they're passionate about. But again, as I said, real estate is a great career path, a lot of great people in the industry. So I look forward to seeing uh, the younger members of, of the industry today just continue to expand their careers and you know work hard and enjoy the, the benefits. Thank you, Michael. Thanks so much for your time and the great advice and good luck with everything. Well, thank you, Sarah. Happy New Year. Happy New Year. And to our listeners, if you enjoyed today's podcast, please subscribe or leave a review on your favorite podcast platform.